welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Hello, hello, federal employees. It is so good, so good to be with you today. Today is going to be a change up again. And guess what? If you were on the podcast, I'm, I've done this the, the few last times. Um, check out the YouTube video. This one's going to be video heavy. Like I said, I'm going to try my best to explain everything that I'm showing the best I possibly can. But hey, again, if this is, you know, you're in the car, something, you're listening to the podcast, make sure, make sure, make sure you check out the video because it's going to be good. I'm going deep today. We are going very, very deep. And I know I talk about this topic a lot. And if you don't know, it's about your pension. But the reason I do is because it gets messed up a lot. And for most federal employees, their pension is a huge, huge part of their retirement. So getting that right and going into retirement knowing exactly where you stand is a huge, huge deal. Not even mentioning that OPM, when you turn in your retirement application, they mess this up too. And so if you are confident that you're doing the math right, then when they come back with a different number, you say, hey, you know, I have this. What, what happened? And you could go back and forth. I, I don't remember the, the number off the top of my head, but basically between 10 to 50% of all retirement applications have errors, have mistakes. And most of the time, it's probably not in your favor. That's a huge percentage of mistakes that happen. So knowing super, super well this whole concept of how OPM comes up with your pension, how this is all done going deep will change the game for you in retirement. So so I'm going to dig in. I'm actually just on one of the pages of my website because I, th- I, I was thinking through, okay, how can I best explain all the nuances here? And this page, it's a pretty long article. It goes deep. Right, And there's going to be offshooting articles from this, going even deeper into each individual thing. But for now, um, I'm just going to touch on this one page. I'm going to go through it. And if I go too fast, go too slow, go to this article. It's going to be in the show notes. On If you're on the podcast, it'll be there in the show notes. Or on YouTube, it'll be in the description. So check it out. Okay, so let's dig right in. So I'm sure if you are a regular listener, you know the basic equation for your pension. Okay, so you can see it here. The three things that you want to look for, of course, your high three salary, your years of credible service, and then your multiplier. Okay, now the the calculation, the equation for your pension is actually relatively simple, right? It's right here. It's three things, you times them all together, and you get your gross annual pension. Okay, the complexity comes into play when you look at how each one of these things happen, how they're actually calculated. So let's start with your high three salary. So for those that do not know, this is the average of the 36 months of your career that you get paid the most. For many federal employees, this is the last three years of their career. But I do want to stress, it doesn't have to be 
So for example, if years ago you took you had a high paying position and for some reason or another you took a different position that was, you know, paid less or whatever it might be, it doesn't have to be the last three years of your career. It can be during the middle, the beginning, whenever. It's just the highest average 36 months of your career. Now, when I say three years, it doesn't have to be three years, but it does not have to be three calendar years. So it can be, let's say, right here on my website, the example I use is May 2013 to May 2016. It doesn't have to be January through December is what I'm trying to say, okay? So that is a big, big deal. Now, not all types of pay are included in your high three, right? You get paid from the government, but there's all different types of pay. And so knowing exactly which are included in your high three is a game changer. So the types of pay that are included is your base salary for your position. That is included. Shift rates, they are included. And locality pay. Those three things are included, okay? If you go to your LES, you can find your basic pay and your locality pay. Um, it's right there. If you go to your SF50s, um, in lines 8 through 12 and then 16 through 20, you will find some salary information as well. So that's a great place to start. And let me say this. When OPM is calculating your pension, the documents that they are primarily going to be using is your SF, your SF50s, your standard form 50s. So it is in your best interest to ensure that first, all of your SF50s are in your personnel file, that they're all there. If, they're, if they are there, awesome. Check to make sure all the data, all the information on them is correct, 100% correct. Because like I said, OPM is gonna use this form, notification of personal action, SF50, standard form 50, as their primary source of information as they are working through your retirement application. Okay, I'm gonna stress that again. But make sure you check out your SF50s, make sure they're correct. Okay, so the things that are not included in your high three, things like overtime pay, oversee cost of living adjustments, maybe you're in a, you know, you take a position out of the country, you get paid extra, you get paid cost of living adjustments for living there, that is not included in your high three. Bonuses, not included. Cash awards, not included travel allowances not included so make sure that you understand what is included and what isn't included as you're running the math on your own numbers okay so that's your high three and that's important make sure you get that right but once you are confident in that let's move on to the next section the next is credible service so this is probably the one that gets messed up the most often on the federal employee side as well as OPM's side. Like I mentioned, OPM is not perfect. If they give you a number when you retire, it doesn't mean it is perfect. That's why you, it's your responsibility to know your numbers, know exactly how these things are done so that you can check their math. And it's sad that it has to be this way, but it simply is that you want to make sure you get every, every drop of benefit that you are eligible for um, and knowing exactly how these things work will help you get there. Okay, credible service. So, 
for most of you, it's like, well, what's complicated about credible service, right? I mean, you started at, at one day as a federal employee and then you retire today and the time in the middle is your credible service, right? What is complicated? Well, this is the issue. Like I said, OPM uses your SF-50s, your standard form 50s to calculate your credible service. Often, if people, especially if people move agencies, if they change positions, lots of things, sometimes SF-50s get lost. They get lost, things are incorrect on the SF-50, something happens, and so an OPM goes in and checks through, runs through all of your SF-50s, guess what happens? They're missing something, it's like, hey, you don't have enough years of service to retire, go back to work, right? That happens all the time. And okay, let me stress this. I'm gonna jump down on my website if you're following me on my video. Especially if, be extra careful, if you have had breaks in service, or you've had leave without pay, temporary time, those things get complex. And you wanna be very familiar. If you have these things, be very familiar with how OPM handles them. Because there's lots of mistakes that do happen. The worst case, the absolute worst case is if you retire, quote unquote, retire, or you think you retired, and then OPM has to come back and say, hey, no, you're missing six months. That, that time you took leave without pay didn't count how you thought it counted, go back to work, right? Okay, so let's see. Okay, one last point on your credible service. So when you look at your LES, you're gonna find what they call your SCD, or your service computation date, okay? So when you look on your leave and earning statement, it'll be there, right? It, I have a box on my website that shows exactly what it looks like. Unfortunately, this does not your retirement service computation date. It's not used for retirement purposes. It is used for leave purposes. So when they calculate your leave, that is the date they're gonna be using. But that does not mean that is the same as your retirement service computation date. So there can be a big, big difference between the two. If you are just, let's say you're over five years out before retirement, you got some time, using your SCD as a close guess for your RSCD is not a terrible idea. It, it's fine. But just know, if you wanna be 100% accurate, you need your RSCD. Now, people ask, okay, where do I find my RSCD? Well, <laughs> the problem is you actually can't get a, a form or a document that says, hey, this is your legitimate RSCD. You can request one from your agency, but guess what? It is just their estimate. It is not a guarantee that OPM is going to match that exactly, okay? There's been mistakes on this all the time. So if you can get an estimate from your agency, awesome, do it. But just know that is it. That is an estimate and your agency is not the one at the end of the day that's gonna be running these calculation, calculations. It's OPM. And OPM looks at your SF-50, so make sure you're not missing any, they're all there, and that um, it's all correct. Okay, also military time. If you've had military time and you bought it back, make sure those documents are in your file. Everything is perfect. The T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, things are all there. Military time can be powerful to really improve, um, 
to increase your pension. Just make sure it's all documented correctly so OPM doesn't miss it. Okay, your multiplier, right? It's refreshing, it is simple. So, for FERS employees, your multiplier is always gonna be 1% unless you have at least 20 years of service and, and retire at at least age 62. And then your multiplier becomes 1.1%. It's a 10% bonus where that may not seem like a lot sometimes, it, uh, it is. And if you're close, consider working a little extra to get that bonus. It can be a big deal. Now, it doesn't mean it makes sense for everyone, just know it can be a big deal. And I'll show you some examples of what the difference might be. Okay, and here on my website, there's some great pictures. It's very easy to read on what these things might be. So let's go through an example, right? We'll keep the numbers simple. So let's say your high three is 100 grand. You have 19 years of service and you retire at age 62. Okay, so you didn't quite get the extra 10% bonus on your multiplier because you don't have 20 years of service. Okay, so we times all these things together. 100 grand times 19 years of service times your 1% multiplier. That means your gross annual pension is 19 grand. Okay, you divide that by 12. It means your gross monthly pension is $1,583. Okay, and that... I want to stress this is your gross pension. That's not actually the amount you're gonna get, it's your gross pension, we'll get to that later. Okay, let's make one adjustment. Let's say you work one year longer. So you have 20 years of service now, okay? And your multiplier pops up to 1.1%. The difference is instead of $19,000 for your gross annual pension, your gross annual pension is $22,000. So that's $3,000 of gross pension of an increase of that for the rest of your life for working one more year. Now, based on your personal situation, that may not be worth it. You wanna get out, you're done. I don't know. Just know it can make a big difference, okay? Okay, now, on my website, the, the website I'm showing right now has a fancy dancy calculator. If you know your high three, if you know your credible service and your multiplier, plug them in, right? You put, okay, let's say 100 grand. Years of service, let's say 30, multiplier is 1.1. Okay, and it gives you your gross annual pension and your monthly um, gross pension. So check it out if, if you want that, it can be helpful for some. Okay, big warning now. I talked about this before, I just wanna stress it. And on my website it goes through it, so I want to mention it. Your gross pension, the thing that we just calculated, is not what you're actually going to get in your bank account in retirement every month. It's not gonna happen. What you are actually gonna get is your net pension after taxes, after all the reductions come out. So, I'm not gonna go and talk about this all day long. I'm, trying gonna, I'm gonna try to keep this short. So, there's seven possible things that can come out of your pension. There's three major ones that happen more often than not. And here on my website, I have a great example. So let's say, from above, your gross monthly pension is about $1,800, right? Well, what comes out before you actually see that? Well, your survivor benefits, the benefits that allow your spouse to A, have some income if you were to pass away, and B, keep your FEHB plan, super important, okay? Survivor benefits, so 10% of your pension, gone, okay? Now, taxes, taxes come out. Your pension is mostly taxable, taxes come out. I estimated 15%, because honestly, for most federal employees, they have a lot of taxable income in retirement, 
and uh, 15% is a good guess. I don't know exactly what it will be for you. It's a good guess though. So 15% gone. Psh. Now FEHB premiums. I'd say I've seen a lot of different um, premiums. I'd say a good guesstimate is about $420, right? Right in there. Could be a little more, could be a little less. I don't know. For this example, I'm using 420. Okay. So you subtract all those things out and you started with a gross monthly pension of $1,833. And after you took out all those things, you only have $955. So this is the thing that people get so, so frustrated at or so surprised at is they look at their gross monthly pension. They're like, hey, that's, that's almost one of my paychecks. I'm going to be good. But then when I show them, oh, this is what you're actually going to be able to spend. They're, they're usually shocked. They say, wow, now that I know that, that changes the game. So I know this is a lot of stuff. This is a longer video. I try to keep these things short, but I hope this was helpful. Like I said, if you're listening to this on the podcast, please, please, please check out the video. You'll be able to have me walk through this website, show you exactly all these examples and see the numbers in real life. I hope this is helpful. Your pension is a huge, huge part of your retirement in most cases for most federal employees. So make sure you know what you have, what you deserve before you apply for retirement so that if there's a mistake, which odds are is going to happen to one out of 10 people, right? Um, then you do get the benefits that you deserve. Because guess what? I've actually talked to federal employees who, when they've gotten an estimate from their agency for their pension, their agency gives them one number. When they calculate it, they get a different number. And when they actually retire for, or turn in their application for retirement, OPM gives them a separate number. They're all different numbers and they're not on the same page. So knowing this, understanding this, and knowing where all this information is and comes from is crucial. So. SF50s. Bottom line, if I could summarize this, the bottom line is look at your SF50s and you may have not ever looked at these really, but make sure you understand what's on there and it's all correct. All your pay rates are right. Your dates of service are all correct. Make sure, make sure, make sure this is all done. Okay, I'm done. Have a great rest of your day, federal employees, and I will see you soon.